Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from boxing to business. Fighting Manny Pacquiao is is an experience. It's not a fight. Mindset to money. I, I think any business, you have to make it someone's third place. Speaking to some of the world's most interesting people. So that would be considered an example of a biohack, where like I'm hacking my biology. From Sutherland, England, now living in Los Angeles, California. You put him in the ring with me in his day, and I'm talking his best day, and I'm 50 right now. I will knock him no. out. Here's your host, 2008 Olympic medalist and former undefeated professional boxer, Tony Jeffries. Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast. On the show, obviously, we talk about boxing and life, but also what we do is we get some of our elite personal trainers on in Box and Burn. So if you're a regular listener, you'll know that uh, I co-own Box and Burn with Kevin Watson, Box and Burn is a boxing football two boxing fitness gyms and also we've got the boxing run academy and yeah so what we do is in our gyms we've got a tier system where we've got about 25 26 trainers right now and when they come in they start on the lowest tier and they work the way up the tiers and it's very rare that we get a trainer to get to the elite tier which means they've had to have uh, they've had to have been performing very highly in the gyms and also they've got to have a, a very good education as well so that's how we put our tier system together with the with the 50 percent of the education 50 percent on the performance so it's rare that we get someone to get the elite tier which is tier four and one of the perks of becoming an elite personal trainer in box and burn is that you get to become a guest on the box and life podcast and by no means does that mean that this is a boring podcast because or oh, he's only getting on there as a guest because He's a good personal trainer. But whoa, what a what a episode we've got for you today. We've got a guy called Shark. Shark is in the fish. Is a shark a fish? I don't know. Anyway, so he's got that name because he was a, a swimmer. He was a Ukrainian national champion swimmer. Uh, and he moved to America. And on this episode, we get into his story. And it's absolutely amazing. What this guy has done, he's had two heart attacks his heart stopped beating and and now he's just a a stud personal trainer a stud fitness professional just an absolute diamond of a guy one of the one of the best guys i've met uh since coming to america he's, he's a great great guy so me and kevin sit and we talk to him talk about his story and uh yeah it's great i hope you enjoy this episode also, I'm sure that you've seen, if you follow me on social media or anywhere, about the Box and Learn Academy, our education program, where I always talk about it. We've still got the code Box and Life 2018 valid, I think, for a few more weeks, and you get $100 off, so you can use that. Go to boxandlearnacademy.com. I'm sure if you listen to all the podcasts, you'll see they've all got sponsors where they're advertising stuff. I haven't got any sponsors. All I do is talk about the education program that we do where we become a certified trainer. Uh, so yeah, that's my little plug right there. Anyway, I want you to enjoy this podcast. You should follow Shark on social media as well. It's just Shark underscore B and B is in Box and Burn. If anything, just to look at him because he looks like an absolute beast. And when you hear him on here, he's he's very well spoken. Uh, but yeah, go and check him out. Anyway, let's get into it. He's the Boxing Life podcast with me, Tony Jeffries, Kevin Watson, and Shark. Shock, how's it going, mate? Welcome to the Box Life Podcast. Going well. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Good Pleasure stuff. to be here. Kev, you good, mate? Yeah, doing great, man. Good doing stuff. Well, yeah. 
So if you're listening to this on iTunes or wherever, on audio, you can't see Shark. Shark's appearance, the first thing I want to talk about is five foot eleven tattoos from head to toe, tattoos on his neck, on, on his on the all around his neck, beard, bald head. Good looking guy, good looking guy. <laughs> Ukrainian, so he's got that accent, looks like a real tough bastard. And I'm sure he is. And I think you are. Uh, but one of the nicest down-to-earth people that I know, well-spoken. So, Shark, let's talk about that. Where does this appearance come from? I appreciate the kind words. Um, so, I think the way I look has to deal with uh, with my my childhood growing up. Uh, I was never, growing up, I was never the strongest kid, the coolest kid, you know, the most popular kid, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Uh, you know, it's not that I, it, it, it was happening constantly, but I've been bullied in my life. I've been in in the fights in school and on the street and stuff. And a lot of those fights, I didn't win. <laughs> so I was just, I think the way I look has to deal with um, when I was growing up, I, I, I just wanted to look like somebody people wouldn't mess with, you know. And, you know, I got my first tattoo when I was 15 years old. And it just, you know, I, I've, all, I've always tried to be a nice person, good person. But I didn't, you know, I didn't want to look weak or, right. or too, you know. But that must still be playing a big role in a part in your life now because you've just gotten that big one on the back of your head. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or, or is it just an addiction at, right now? At this point, it's not an addiction. It's just who I am. I like it. I love. I. I. I think I like getting tattooed, and uh, you know, different people get tattoos for different reasons. I have my own reasons. Every single one of my tattoos. Uh, I do, now don't get me wrong. I don't get tattoos just for the look, just to look badass or look tough yeah. or look whatever. Uh, I put meaning behind every single one of my tattoos every single one of my tattoos even the smallest one represents something to me uh, and um and so yeah yeah i remember we were at the beach uh, doing a, a staff day and what a good time and you were telling me about all these tattoos and all the different stories that you've got for every single tattoo you know i'm and i was like wow i'm because i want to get more tattoos but i'm struggling to think of meanings i want a meaning to get them but you've just got meanings for everything right yeah it just comes to me it just comes to me and you know all of a sudden like i decide it's either an event that pushes me to get a tattoo like in the important event in my life that i want to i want to immortalize on my yeah. skin kev you've been telling me you're going to get a new one for a long time now yeah. he's got his one tattoo on his forearm which is great but yeah i think i'm gonna i'm gonna actually get it kind of covered up a little bit. It kind of keep the same uh, same theme, but space seam moving on my arm. But I, wanna, I think I showed you the astronaut. I want to get yeah. kind of coming up the arm with the galaxies and stuff. Keep the trees. Tyler Waters just died. Boo boo. That's who did yours, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, just passed passed away. Uh, you've done one of mine, yours, my wife's, Glenn's, a few a few more more mm. people. Uh, Shark, let's let's find out about your story because you've got an absolutely fascinating story. What when we first interviewed you in Hydea, which was when? What was that month? Uh, my interview was about exactly a year ago. Yeah. I got I got hired. My, my I was put on the schedule October second, 
2017. <laughs> yeah, love that. Nice. And yeah, we didn't realize just what a extraordinary story you've gotten. It's it's like there could be a movie about you. <laughs> I remember that, you. I remember your interview actually. You remember how shy, like kind of shy and, and kind of introverted. I was yeah. scared to death. Super nervous. Yeah, I, I was remember so that. nervous. Yeah, you yeah. did really well on the interview considering how nervous you were. And you know, I think we were surprised, like how nice you were, because of their appearance with the with the tats and all that. Uh, but yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about your story, mate. Bring it all the way back. Why why the quick shock? That's another thing that makes you more scary looking. Is the nickname <laughs> the shark? The shark, because the shark's known for eating people and <laughs> killing people. Um, so yeah my story so i was born and raised in donetsk ukraine it's a it's a major city of ukraine on the east side of ukraine very close to the border of russia uh <clears throat> most of the people my first language is russian uh most of the people in in that part of ukraine speak russian so um the, the reason i the reason i have a nickname shark my real name is bogdan gribinuk uh my real name is bogdan uh, the the reason I have a nickname Shark is is a nickname I chose for myself, kinda, uh, because uh, since I was seven years old I was a swimmer. My parents uh, decided to bring me to the swimming club when I was seven years old, and that's where I started my career. Um, uh, I didn't choose you know being a swimmer but it just happened so and i met a lot of my friends uh, in that on that swimming team and it just i was doing well so i, I stuck with it i kept kept swimming <clears throat> and um you know long story short uh, i was doing really well uh i was um multiple silver silver and bronze medalist of ukraine and I was a two-time champion, junior national yeah. champion. Of That's great. Let's talk about the 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 um, what's it called the, the the downward slope when you had that heart attack. Yeah. So my because like that there, you had two heart attacks. I had two heart attacks during one of them. I was technically dead for forty minutes. Um. It happened in 2000. It happened on April 15, 2012. Uh, it was a, during a swimming practice, uh, which actually wasn't even that hard of a practice. It was just a just a regular day, another day in the office, like we say. Yeah, uh, I I remember like it was yesterday. We had this set. It was 650s, and we had to build, which means six six times 50 meters first. 50 you swim comfortable pace second 50 you swim faster third one the fastest and then you repeat um and so at the end of that it's not a hard set not at all um and at the end of that set i felt i i felt that something is wrong with me you uh there's something that we do at the end of the tough tough set or whenever you're racing we check our heart rate and normally we check it on the neck here um but at that particular moment my i felt like my my chest was just pumping so hard and i looked down and my chest was i was literally really fast i, I was seeing the skin lifting and going wow. up, up and down up and down up and down and so i did 
and I put my hand against my heart here and I was feeling how my heart was just beating really fast and I see the stopwatch there was a big stopwatch on the wall which is common to have in this in the swimming pools and so normally the way we do it we take 10 seconds and we count the beats in 10 seconds and anything if if it's 30 or more that's ridiculously you know fast in 10 seconds and my heart rate was so fast that I couldn't really even count the beats. What I did count was 35, but I'm, but I'm sure I'm miscounted. So 35 in 10 seconds. That, that's and then I, your times are by six, right? And that's how many beats per minute? Yes. That's how you do it, right? Yes. Shit. Yeah. But like I said, what I did count was 35, but I'm sure I miscounted. So I tell my coach that Fuck, that's two, 210, 35 times six, that's 210 beats per minute, which is ridiculous. <laughs> so I tell my coach that I don't feel well, and he goes, warm down. Warm down is when after the tough set, you'd swim like 100 meters, just nice and easy. And I'm like, I don't feel like warming down. I, don't, I really don't feel good. And so I climb out of the pool and I'm like, look at my chest. And I'm standing there and my chest is pumping like crazy. It's like, you just need to warm down. And at that point, I don't see, I don't see a reason to continue conversation with him because he's not, you know, he's not trying to help. And I go to another coach who was there on, on the swimming deck uh, training their athletes. And I'm like, can I don't feel good. Look at my chest like I there's something wrong. And she's like, have a seat, have a seat, relax. And and uh, she's like, breathe deep, relax. Um, and I just sit on this bench and I, I realize I, at this point it's just a panic and I don't know what to do. And there, my thoughts are racing. And the, one of the thoughts that I caught was, go and take a, take go in the showers and take a cold shower i don't know why i decided that but thank god i did because on my way to showers i met this nurse on the pool deck and so i told her help me that that was it i, I said help me i don't know i don't know what's wrong i i, I don't feel good help me and so at some point, I was just laying on this little bench, and she was doing all kinds of things, which I'm not sure what she was doing. But they called an ambulance, and um, it took for a while for an ambulance to come. And after, after my parents actually came to the pool faster than the ambulance. Uh, and then I also remember, I, I remember laying, and it was... It was. It's hard to describe what what I felt physically, what I saw. But after everything already happened and the ambulance came, and I felt better. I felt like my heart came back to normal. My heartbeat came back to normal, and whatever I felt better. They told me after that I had no heart rate. And. Uh, but I, it's weird because when I, at, even when I had no heart rate, I was, my eyes were open 
and uh, a friend of mine who was in the same swimming team, he, uh, I was laying on this bench like this, and he was behind me holding, holding my head. And I remember telling him that I don't want to die. And he goes, what are you talking about? You're an idiot. You're not going to die. And uh, so, yeah, that was my heart attack. Long story short, uh, that was, yeah, in 2010, April 15th. So you said you had no pulse for 40 seconds? So no, no heart rate, no blood pressure. Yeah, I had no heart rate, no blood pressure for 40 minutes. Do you know, could you... Yeah, I know what you said that like you, your eyes were still open a lot could you feel anything or could you see anything or, or did you feel like you were unconscious at that time how does that work I the, the weird thing is that at no point I felt unconscious my eyes were open and I saw my friend and I saw this situation I remember when my parents came and uh my mom was panicking and crying, but she was there. She was there praying. Uh, she was right there next to me praying. And then when the ambulance came, I remember, I remember one of the members of the ambulance being rude to my mom. He like pushed her to like, "Lady, you're in the way" or something. And I'm like, "What the fuck? Like, don't talk to my mother like that." And and my dad goes, "Bogdan, relax, relax." Just, just do what they say. But I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. I was just laying. They, they shot me. They did like shots yeah. or something. So that was the first heart attack. That was the second. The first one, I. The first one. It's weird. I didn't really even. I didn't even tell anybody. Anybody because it was during the national championships in swimming. Uh, national championships in Ukraine of Ukraine and it, it it happened after a race my heart was racing and I and I f didn't feel good and I went in the sh in the showers and I it let it it let me go it just went it just what the doctor told me about after after that accident happened on the April 15th of 2010 I, yeah. she asked me if I had anything similar before and I told her about that and right. and she said that that was also a heart attack it was just a, wow. I got lucky so it just something like I can't say it I can't put it in words pretty and explain it the, the right medical in the right medical terms and explain it clearly I apologize but <clears throat> so how's your heart now? I'm good. I'm healthy. Do you take any tablets or do you do any medication? Or I do not. I do not. No. Did they ever diagnose you with any kind of condition or anything? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the cause for my heart attack was the heart condition that I was born with. It's a rare condition that is called Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome. They also call it Wolf's heart. Um, you can look it up. It's a very rare condition. I think. Uh, I think like... Point zero three percent of people in the world have it, or something wow. like that. Shouldn't your name be Wolf, not Shark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was a scary animal just to add to him. Have you got a, have you got a tattoo of a wolf on you? For for that reason, I've been thinking of a wolf tattoo. One hundred percent, you need one of them on you. A wolf for a big art, cost you for a big art, mate. But uh, the reason I have this this angel on my on my shoulder is is because of that heart attack. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So this is like a guardian angel. Yeah. I mean, when I said at the beginning, no, the one you've got all these tattoos with all these different stories, 
I haven't got anything compared to that. You know, <laughs> what no do you mean? Nah, I've got a few. You're an Olympian. <laughs> <laughs> so shock being at Boxing Burn now since was it October 2017? Absolutely killing it. You know, we we've been me and Kev's been doing this now for over six years, and you know, every now and then you'll get like a a, a diamond trainer coming, if you want to call it a diamond, <laughs> and like we we we've got you, and it was like wow, this guy is like amazing, and like. Why can't we have like twenty sharks, you know, <laughs> or wolves, whatever you want to call them now? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you you really kill it. Uh, Thank how you. did you end up from swimming in Ukraine to being in Box and Burn in Santa Monica, coming in that little office having an interview for us with us? Yeah. Um, so growing up, like I said, swimming was never my favorite sport. It's it's never been the sport that I chose. Uh, it just happened that I that I happened to swim. It, it was a destiny, I guess. Um, but boxing was always my favorite sport growing up. I was a huge and still am a Mike Tyson fan. He's my favorite fighter of all, of all time. Um, I so I asked my parents to to do boxing growing up, but they didn't let me. Um, Smart. Which <laughs> which yeah. I, I, I can run I could understand why you know it is what it is they didn't let me everything happens for a reason if they did maybe I wouldn't be here right now so so uh, it, if I had a chance to change anything I would not but why boxing I, I don't know there, it was my favorite sport like I said Mike Tyson was a big reason I, like I, like I said earlier, I was never the strongest, the coolest uh, kid, the toughest kid growing up. And I was looking at my test and I'm like, wow, that man is something. He's just an animal. Like all these professional boxers who dedicate their lives to boxing and all they do is box and train and sleep, box, you know. Yeah. They dedicate their lives, and they're still scared of this guy because he's a just a just an animal. And so I admired that, and uh, I did learn a little bit of a fundament of fundamentals in Ukraine. But I started boxing when I came to the United States in 2011 when I got my scholarship at Westchester University of Pennsylvania, which is right outside Philadelphia, and. Um, it worked out very well because swimming season in college is seven months long. So seven months of the year, we in season, we train and compete. And then five, year, uh, five months, we get to, uh, training is up to us. Training is up to a swimmer. There is no mandatory practices or anything like that. Uh, but obviously, if you're smart, you know, you want to keep yourself in shape and you want to keep training. On training and swimming, let me just jump in there. I remember you told me before you see that line on the floor. And yeah, because we, when we were at the beach, he was all scared to get in the water because it was too cold. I was like, "What? <laughs> Come on, shark! I wasn't You're supposed scared. to be a shark." I, I don't like scared. cold water, but that doesn't mean. I'm and your wife said the same as well because she's been in the water. But you just said you just don't like getting in and out of the cold water anymore. It's just a thing because Which I was surprised at. For years and years and years straight, we had to wake up early and we have to we had to jump in the cold ass pool at seven in the morning. Yeah. You know, it's what? very very cold. It's not. It's not. And enjoyable. Yeah, I never I, like in, in boxing training camps. You, you, know, you always think, oh, it's boring. This redundant. Doing the same workouts. You punch in the bag, jump rope, and chatter boxing. Uh, you might do some strength work, some running. You're doing all these things. 
day in, day out. And, you know, I say, oh, it's, it's pretty boring. But then when you think about a swimmer, right? you just swim. Yeah. Up and down, up and down. Now that must be boring. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. People ask me, do you swim anymore? No, I don't. <laughs> I like swimming. I don't know. I, I'm mentally tired of swimming. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's the same as running, 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 running track. It's mm. just round and round and round. It's like, fuck. <laughs> you know, I, I guess you can run up mountains and all that, but in swimming, you just, I think you you can, I guess under the water, the, everything At least when you're running, you can listen to music. You can put your headphones in <laughs> yeah. or so, whatever, a podcast. You can, I don't know. Right. Or, or you can have a running buddy, which you can occasionally talk to or something. Yeah. In swimming, you can't talk to anybody. You can listen to music. Do they have headphones just, now, underwater headphones or something? They do, but I've tried those. They're not, not they're good. uncomfortable. They yeah. fall out. Yeah. And like, if you're... A competitive swimmer, you yeah. really care about your performance. Like, you, so, like for there's there's, it's not that you jump in the pool and swim for two hours. Yeah. There's sets, some sweat sets you need to swim faster. There's drills. There's all kinds of things. So it's just uncomfortable to sure. use those things. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, so then you went to university in where was it? You told me it's Westchester University of Pennsylvania. It's right outside Philadelphia. And you did some boxing there. Then you were. Uh, then you had a, a fight, right? Yes. So, um, so what happened? I started uh, boxing my freshman year. Every off season, I would box. So, like I said before, it was seven months in season, five months out of season, and every off season, I would do boxing on daily basis. I would do strength training three times a week, and I would swim once to two times a week. Uh, and that was the enjoyable lifestyle for me, and I know I was keeping myself in shape for swimming for the next season, and it worked w very well for me. Every next season, my freshman through senior year, every there was not a year where, where I didn't improve. I swam faster and faster every year. Right. Uh, and so that... So you know, then you went from there, you moved to Los Angeles. Why would you move to Los Angeles from there? Because um, like, I think a, a lot of people movie uh, to be actors actors not yeah and why did you movie anyway Kev just to get out of Kentucky <laughs> do something different right yeah. is that the same as you you just want to be doing something different no um, I was I visited Los Angeles for the first time in 2013 I was here on vacation with my family they visited from Ukraine I was already going to college here in Pennsylvania and we came and we spent three days in San Francisco and four days in LA and then we went back to uh, Pennsylvania and I just loved it here I just fell in love with this place uh, I obviously seen it in movies before and it, it was something that LA you know the way LA is was always um, you know close to my heart I guess I really enjoy, I love this at atmosphere weather beach I, i'm not a winter person i don't like snow like snow being cold yeah. i don't get excited about those things <laughs> yeah yeah it's great yeah i, I love it i kept those too but you you interviewed before you had even moved here right no i already moved oh, you had but already. i didn't have a an apartment anything oh, or anything we right. just moved my wife and i lived in we re were renting a room in yeah. Airbnb. Oh, okay. And so that's, that's right. when I interviewed. Yeah. So since, since you've been at Box and Burn, uh, what's it been like? What's, what, what have you learned? And 
it has been absolutely amazing guys there's not a day that goes by when i'm not grateful for my life for for my job for the opportunities that i have it it, it has been absolutely amazing the the this year to, uh, it's funny I remember all these dates August 26th was the day when we moved to LA it was the day when Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather fought that's, that's the day we arrived to LA with my wife and we just lot this it, it was just recently so my wife and I we went out for a nice dinner and celebrated that day because it marks a, a very important event of our life so ever since I got hired at Box and Burn it's been the best year of my life by far. It's been the best year of my life. I have I've never enjoyed every single day of my life as much as I do <laughs> every single day of my life na- That's awesome. nowadays. And I remember you said, oh, um, "Thank you for the opportunities and, and all that to be here." But like the person who you've got to really thank and look for that is yourself, you know, because you've created opportunities to be one of the best you know and you work hard we we give everyone an opportunity who comes to box and burn to do what you do now you know to, to reach the top of the game and you know just through your hard work your passion your dedication you know that, that that's that's how you've getting where you are even setting up the podcast stuff you come first first thing you say when you come in what can i help you with you know and it's the same in classes and that, that's how you've rose to the top not not through us through yourself i mean well, we've we've put it out there for you to do, and you've went and done it. I appreciate it, but you gave me the opportunity. No, we we didn't. If, we, we give it, we if, give... if you if there was no if there was no you, there wouldn't be box and burn. And if there was no box and burn, if there was no this business and everything, I wouldn't have the opportunity to be a trainer for you guys. And I and I got this opportunity because of you guys, and I'm very thankful for it. Yeah, yeah it's a message we try to tell all of our trainers and the habits that Tony's talking about where you, you know, anything you do, you always asking, how can I help and doing the best that you can do at anything. And that's one, one thing, one message we try to make clear to everybody is, you know, you can't, you don't, you didn't just, you know, start those habits when you started working here. Those are habits that you've built up over the years since you were a child. And so, you know, one thing, you know, the way you do one thing is the way you do all things. So I think that's, you know, you've taken all those lessons that you've learned and all that, that work ethic that you developed over the years and apply it you know, in a place like this. And it's just, it's a testament to, I think, all all the hard work you've put in over the years. So I think what Tony's trying to say is like, I mean, yes, we, we have this platform, but, you know, you've really, you know, a lot of people have had the opportunity, but you and, you know, we brought you and Steven at the same time, two guys that really took it and rose to the occasion, took took the most from what, what we uh, what we do have here. And so that's, I appreciate that's, what you, that's, that's on you guys. That's on, that's on you. That's what you do. Thank you very much, but like I said, <laughs> it's both ways. You yeah. know, you can see this picture from two perspectives. What's motivating you now to to continue to? Because this this game is tough, especially teaching boxing. You know, you're putting your body through a lot, holding the mitts, uh, doing the classes, doing the privates, coming in motivated every single time, coming in asking whoever's leading if it's not yourself, what can I do? Use me. You know, what motivates you to do that? It's funny, uh, we just recently did a podcast with uh, Kerry Christie, Box and Talk, and uh, 
we also talked about motivation was a similar question what motivates you for me i don't rely on motivation for i'm an i'm a very intrinsically motivated person it comes from within i just i want to be the best man i can be and to be your best you got to give it your best no matter what you do it happened that I'm I'm in this industry and right now I'm a personal trainer and I'm, I'm a boxing and fitness trainer so I it doesn't matter if if I'm this or anything else I'm going to give it the best my best effort to be the best man I can be that's my motivation I just want to be the best man I can be no matter what I do yeah that's great I want to be like that as well but I, I kind of because I'm not motivated so there, is, there must be some sort of thing, you know, or is it just in you? It must just be built in you. We've had this conversation a little bit before about motivation and can you motivate people or is, it, is, is that even a real thing? Right. And I think, it's, you know, what you're trying to say and I think kind of buy into this a little bit is you're either, you either do a good job or you don't. You know, it's not, so you can't rely on someone to come in and, and be the motivator, be the person that, you know, you either got a person that knows how to get the job done and will get the job done. Yes. You know, you can maybe you can motivate someone before a game or before a fight or before something, but like when it comes to work, and, you know. It's discipline more than motivation. It's yeah. discipline. Because I, I know, you know, I know how much I appreciate my job here mm-hmm. and I would never want to mess it up, you know. Uh, so that's that's the reason I give it my best effort to every class, every single session with my clients, and you know, it, it just it comes down to caring and and being yeah. disciplined. Does anybody hold you accountable? Like, cause we we don't have to. Cause Absolutely, you do your shit yourself. Uh, it's I want to say it, it, it's me definitely me more than anybody nobody judges me and punishes me and and uh disciplines me more than i do yeah but it's also my wife a lot she helps me so much and holds me accountable and when i do struggle she she helps me find ways uh you know how to solve certain problems and stuff yeah so yeah um, you've got an amazing wife we've met her like a lot of times and she too was a world-class synchronized synchronized swimmer right? synchronized swimmer yeah she's yeah she's a european champion she's a national champion here in the united states she's she was an, on the national olympic team of ukraine unfortunately she didn't get to participate in the olympics because uh of the weird rules the Olympics she was supposed to participate in, they were ranked number five in the world. But because there's only so many countries that allowed to be participated in the in the, it was London 2012 that she was Ukraine was supposed to qualify, but because uh, England was hosting, they they qualified automatically, and then Russia is automatically qualifying because they're number one in the world, and and. Um, Spain, I believe, was after Russia, so Ukraine missed out because there's only so many countries from Europe that can participate, and England was hosting, so they automatically uh, yeah yeah get autom- spots yeah. So moving forward now, Shark, uh, what's your goals? Do you set goals for yourself, short term, mid term, long term? Have you got any goals right now? <clears throat> um. 
at, at this moment, all right, I'm just living one day at the time. I'm being present. I'm giving my best effort to every single day, one a day at the time. And uh, as far as goals, do you mean my with with the job, or with this job, or with life, or in general? You know, um, I just you know I just want to live my life, be happy, do well. As far as goals go. You know, my dreams are keep coming true. I, I'm living the dream right now. I, I'm just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know really how to answer the question about the goals because, like, goal. I have goal. I have these goals every day. You know, the goal to you know, do this, do that. You know, uh, I right now, it, 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 as far as my own training goes, my goal is to get stronger now. So I've been work, doing a lot of strain training. Uh, I just want to. I just want to do well, be successful. That's my goal, and I'm gonna live one day at a time. Give my best effort to everything I do, and see what the, what kind of opportunities come my way, and and uh, I'm gonna take them. Last question, Sean. What advice could you give to any other person in the fitness industry to have success in their job? Number one advice is care about what you do you know care about helping people don't sell any bullshit you know for me uh in this industry one thing i hate about fitness industry is this industry sells a lot of lies sells a lot of bullshit what i will never try to do is sell lies you know what i what i do with my clients the met- the training methods that i use is something that i know something that i've done research on something that i studied something that i've experienced as an athlete myself so i would never try to sell something that i don't know that will not work you know so that would be number one advice care about what you do you know never stop learning uh, always invest in yourself. Uh, learn, learn, learn. Because as soon as you think you're you're the shit, you're gonna get run over. Yeah, yeah. I think too, like we said, people that do sell that bullshit or do, um, you know, just do it for the money. You know, eventually you might have some success, but eventually you're exposed. And you know, if if it's something that you want to do for a career, and like you said, you genuinely want to help people, then you know, you do it for the right reasons. Yeah. yeah, I love the phrase. You can only sell shit once. You heard yeah. that before. You can only sh- sell yeah. shit once. That's right. Uh, you say that at the academy all the time. <laughs> yeah. So that's another thing. Sharks done the level one, level two boxing burn academy. Yes. Right? And uh, the boxing burn academy is our education program where we teach people how to teach boxing. Boxingburnacademy.com. And if you use code Box in Life twenty eighteen, you will get a hundred dollars off the course. We've got an online course now, level one and level two. So use that code. Shark Bogdan, how do you pronounce your last name? Gribinuk. How would you pronounce your first name? Bogdan, that was very ba- good. Bogdan Gribion. I remember when you first started working here, I think you told me, he said, yeah, he goes by Shark. I said, Shark, what do you mean? He said, yeah, that's his name. I said, I'm not calling him Shark. No, yeah, call him Bogdan. <laughs> yeah, it didn't take long for me to, to, to respect that that's, that's your name. So I appreciate I, it. I, I don't know if you remember it. First month or two, I was like, 
Bogdan. It's definitely Bogdan. <laughs> you know my name's Shark. I just, Shark. I just don't like getting my name mispronounced. I sure, don't mind sure. people calling me by my real name For sure. if they pronounce it correctly. I just hate getting my name mispronounced. Get it. Boggy. <laughs> Boggy. Bogdan. Yeah. Mine is mispronounced <laughs> quite a bit, actually, too, because it's spelled differently. It's Kevin. 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 But, yeah, a lot of people say Kevin or Kevin, Kevin or... No, it's Kevin. The funniest Stephen King, he gets called Stefan. Stefan, and he can't stand it. Oh, Stephen. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shock, thank you for coming on the Boxing Life podcast. It's been great, mate. Thank you uh, very much for having me. If people want to find you or follow you, tell me about your social media. Uh, my Instagram account is shark underscore BNB. Um, so, yeah, follow me on there. Yeah, follow uh, him on there. Anybody you I'll be, I'm working on the, I'm, I'm going to make a website soon. So I'm working on that. As soon as that I get that done, I'll get let you guys know. Yeah, we'll put the link to I'll this in the show notes as well. So follow the shark. He put some great content out there. And yeah. thank you for listening to the Boxing Life podcast. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please leave us a re- review. Uh, it really helps the show. And yeah, check out BoxingBurnAcademy.com for our education program. Until next time, we'll see you later. Thanks for having me, guys. Nice one, shark.